<clears throat> Welcome to my podcast. I'm Isaiah Ortiz, a uh, freshman at Centennial High School. And <clears throat> as you uh, listeners out there um, probably already know that this podcast or the podcasts that I do are usually about stuff from the news. Uh, <clears throat> so Usually I just do uh, recent stuff that has been talked about in the news, whether it's, you know, just uh, important. And I also sometimes just talk about stuff that is very important uh, and stuff that just really needs to be talked about in general and needs to be addressed. So... With that being said, sorry if my voice is, like, kind of, um, iffy, but I just, like, kind of wanted to say that throughout the podcast because, I don't know, I am just, uh, really tired, but, um, it's okay, so, with that being said, as you can tell by the title of this podcast, we will be talking about today... Biden's first big speech to Congress. So, <clears throat> there is a famous uh, picture, I guess you could say, going around of Biden and the two women behind him who are both clapping. And, <clears throat> of course, the two women behind him are Vice President Kamala Harris and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And uh, this happened on Wednesday last week. So I will be talking about some of the takeaways from his first big speech. (laughs) And I mean, it's not technically his first big speech to Congress, I believe, because, oh, see, there's my voice again, (laughs) I keep losing it, but, um, it's technically not his first big speech to Congress, even though I've been seeing a lot of people saying that for some reason, uh, so, like, what I'm trying to say is that, um, I mean, he's been in one of these joint, uh, addresses for a while, considering he was the vice president, um, alongside with, uh, Obama, of course. So, yeah, I don't think this is his first big speech, which a lot of people have been saying. But, um, besides that, uh, there here are some key takeaways from his speech. So, the first one I want to talk about, uh, and I just mentioned it right now. <coughs> Sorry, I keep losing my voice. Jeez. Uh, so, the women behind him. Like I said earlier, Nancy Pelosi and the Vice President Kamala Harris. Nancy Pelosi is, of course, the House Speaker, too. Um, So he actually mentioned in his speech that it's pretty mind-dazzling that he gets to call both the House Speaker and the Vice President Madam, which has never happened in history, and he said that it's an honor to say that, uh, those first words for the first time. So, it's, it's just really a historic first, and it's really crazy 
not really crazy. It's just I'm really proud that you know all people have been excluded or excluded <laughs> included, and that the first time in American history, two women sit behind the president, the House Speaker, and the Vice President, both addressed as Madam. Uh, another honorable thing to mention in this whole entire thing would probably be the attendees. <clears throat> the chamber was limited to about 200 attendees, so this was actually due to the COVID restrictions, I believe, so they had to uh, regulate that, and there were social distancing rules for the pandemic. <clears throat> Guests weren't allowed uh, I believe that was it, so I just thought that was um, mentionable since, you know, we are still in a pandemic, and I don't know if there is, like, guests are allowed during, like, the joint address or something like that. I, I actually don't know, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know about that one, but anyways... Sorry, there was an ad playing. I don't know what the heck that was, but, um, anyways, so, the other thing that he talked about was, oh yeah, I, I said there was an ad playing, so actually, I'm actually taking this away from the article that NBC News uh, did on Biden's first big speech to Congress, so... <clears throat> this article, I honestly really thought that this was really compelling to, and it just really, like, really says uh, important stuff that he said during his speech, and I thought that it would be very important to include it in the description of this podcast, so I will be putting the link down in the podcast description, so make sure to go check out this article, because this is probably one of the most reliable articles, and <clears throat> it really just says uh, the five takeaways, you know, from Biden's speech. So, anyways, the other thing that I was going to say is the whole ideal with the crisis into opportunity. So, of course, you know, we've had this pandemic and how it's impacted everyone's lives. And it's changed everyone. It's changed so many things. And this will be in the books. This will be in history. This will be remembered by people. This will be not forgotten. Because these vaccines will continue for a long time. This will be literally just another flu shot. And... I mean, it's crazy to think about it that way, but, like, this was, like, a really impactful, uh, virus. This was devastating, and I was really surprised when I heard about it, and I was really surprised that we would go on lockdown, especially when it just started in this one area, this one area that also was basically quarantined, and it grew into something bigger, and... I just can't even believe it anymore. Um, it really just changed everyone's life. So, 
yeah, this was definitely one of the key takeaways from Biden's speech, probably one of the main ones. So, <clears throat> he said that the there was an attack on our democracy since the Civil War, and this was, uh, he was talking about the Capitol siege, and then the other thing that he said was the pandemic and how just, you know, some of the other problems that have been going on uh, with the U.S. and economically and all of that stuff, uh, not just really COVID-19 in general, just, you know, all of that other stuff, just all, like everything, everything bad that has been going on. There have been just so many things going on, to be honest. So that's what he said, crisis. He said, uh, America is on the move again, turning peril into possibility, crisis into opportunity, setbacks into strength. We all know life can knock us down, but in America, we never, ever, ever stay down. And I thought that was really a compelling speech, uh, or a compelling quote from his speech. And, um... He is also, he also mentioned in his speech, which is another takeaway, he will be implementing a sweeping 1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief law in response to this setback that has been going on for people, and he has called upon Congress to build on it with a 2.25 trillion infrastructure and a job plan and a 1.8 trillion expansion of the family safety net then it also says that he has proposed a series of tax increases on households making more than 400,000 to help finance the proposals they this article completely words the entire speech better than me it's really good so yeah make sure to check this out but um so and then the other thing is that the, he talks about the Forgotten Voters, um, which is uh, another thing that he, he wants to appeal to the Republican voters, and he said in his speech that he thinks that they feel forgotten in a way because it was like just... He, he basically said in his speech, so here's a quote. I know some of you are at home, are wondering whether these jobs are for you. So many of you, so many of the folks I grew up with, feel left behind and forgotten in an economy that's rapidly changing. It's frightening. Then he also said a blue-collar blueprint to build America. He then said that 90% of the new jobs wouldn't require college degrees, and that 75% wouldn't require associates degrees so that is definitely one of the main takeaways and the i believe that is it for all of the takeaways except for probably just something little that happened there was he didn't like okay so you know he was really like uh a really well-spoken 
person and it's just it's really great seeing like I, I feel like it's really great seeing this joint address and all of these people coming together you know you have the general and I think you have the uh, judges and all these people who are important and who help like our society and <clears throat> they all have different jobs and everything like that and it's just really crazy seeing them all in one room uh, uh, communicating with each other and the president talking with them and everything or talking to them and that kind of thing and I just think that he really made it feel like he, he basically what they say in this article is that he goes off off script but they don't mean that in a bad way he was really remarkable and he made some revisions and plenty of additions along the way, which is what they say. And he just really, he also said, just, he just like made his speech really better and made a lot of remarks and quick responses, I guess, and some other things along the way. <clears throat> so. I believe that is all, so, sorry, I'm really, like, I can't even, like, my throat, like, gosh, I can't even speak, but, um, I believe that is all for the five takeaways from Biden's first big speech, and remember, I will be pu uh, putting this article in the description of this podcast, so you guys uh, the people who are listening can go, <laughs> geez, can go and listen to, or not listen, <laughs> read this article <clears throat> and see anything that you want to see specifically because I probably left out a few things from this article. I just took away the most important quotes and the most important takeaways from Biden's first big speech to Congress. So, that is all, so I will probably be doing another podcast, probably, uh, I'm thinking about doing more of a interesting one, not really something from the news, just something, just a topic in general, just something interesting, not really just from the news, not really, not really something sad, because, like, you know, we've just had so many issues and all that kind of stuff, so something more interesting and just really like fun I guess you could say but <clears throat> so that is all for this podcast and I'll once again be doing more of these podcasts so I guess I will see you in the next podcast bye